It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. Locked and loaded and ready for another Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza. I'm joined by Paul Boyd and Rick Fires today and Leland Barclay down in the River Valley. Henry is on the pup list, the physically unable to perform list. Sometimes Ricky's on the mutt list, the mentally unable to perform list. Oh, that's every week. That's every week. Uh, most weeks. The mutt list. So, Leland, we're going to jump down to you real quick because I thought in uh, you had the, be- the best game played uh, last week by far, Fort Smith Northside at Greenwood, and a little bit of a surprise there, wouldn't you say? Well, a little bit, but I think Northside's really good, and, uh, you know, they played well, and, you know, Greenwood still had a chance to win that game when they took over uh, down 20, 22 to 20 with 143 left. So right, right. It was still a it was still a ball game right to the very end. Boy, Leland, the run game at Northside is just right now. I you know I don't know something I didn't examine, and you probably know more about this than I do. But how many of Northside's guy offensive line guys are back from last year? Well. That's a that's not an easy question to to, to answer. Uh, Brandon Bailey played four games last year. He missed uh, most of the regular season due to COVID. Uh, James Colley played the whole year. Um, the right guard is a sophomore, but they're going to get their uh, the big right guard back. Right. Uh, this year. He was he's been out since July and they're supposed to get him back this week. Well I just you know, I'm just looking at the numbers that their run game has put you know, put up in both of their wins, the win against Southside. Kind of throw that one out. Southside's defense is, is definitely a work in progress. But uh, Greenwood generally plays pretty good defense and the north side run game just bludgeoned them uh, you know, two backs again over hundred and forty yards. Yeah, um, I mean, the running game is uh, – the offensive line is, is really good. You know, Eric Barrientos played the games last year that Brandon Bailey didn't, so he's experienced. Brandon Bailey's experienced. James Colley's experienced. Uh, Jamani Benton is the big 356-pound lineman that they're getting back this week. And, of course, Falcon, the center, uh, he missed all, all of last year, but, you know, he's he's – he was projected to be a starter last year anyway uh, before he was going to be out for the season. So, really, the entire front line has some experience or was expected to be good to begin with. And, right. and so, with Benton coming back this week, that's just a that's a bonus. And then, of course, uh, Mason Medlock is the one that's kind of filled in for him. So, now he's gained some experience as well. Okay. So I think they're only going. Uh, the possibility is that they can that they're even going to get better. Well, on well, the offensive line, and of course, you know, Sunquist Church and and uh, Ty Massey, they're they're almost interchangeable. I mean, they're both four four guys. Wow. Um, I think probably uh, Massey is a little more explosive, and I think Church is probably a little bit uh, more of a power runner. But they're both very good. It's it's really not a thunder and lightning kind of combination, but uh, there's a tiny bit of that. And of course, you know Walker Cat Sabbats is a, is an experienced player as well at quarterback. Right, right, and very athletic, very big, very athletic. Well, um, 
Hey, Leland, when I saw that score, I said, it kind of tickled me, kind of warmed my heart. I said, man, that's old-style Northside football. You got a dominant run game with very aggressive guys up front. You got a grizzly defense that can, you know, just doesn't give up play after play after play. Uh, you know, right now we're in an era of we're five wide, four wide. Even on third and two, they're going to do a little bubble or slant. But my goodness, you got two equal backs and they're running over people and moving the chains. I don't know. I, I just love that style of football. I do too. I do too. And it keeps well, that, and, keeps and you that know the thing. Yep. Yeah. The, the thing about them defensively, if if you'll notice in the story last week, I talked to two of their defensive players. And both of them made the comment they were in man coverage. Yeah. So they're good enough that they can line up and, and cover teams that are as good as Greenwood uh, in man coverage. So they're good in the secondary. Uh, they're good at uh, the, the two linebackers are good. So, I mean, they, they're really a good all-around, uh, uh, you know, team. Well, a couple of highlights. I'll, I'll read Leland, looking back at your story, Northside Force 4. Turnovers, Greenwood turnovers. Mm -hmm. You're going to win most games when you win that turnover battle. You know that that's going to be a that's going to be hard to overcome for any team, even a good Greenwood team. But what I loved, Leland, about your story was Mike Fleur saying, "You know what? Greenwood's a great program, a great football team, but Dadgummit, so are we." Yeah, I love that quote. Cool. Yep. Yeah, and he didn't timidly say that either. Yeah, he he uh, <laughs> you know he they feel like you know Northside. I'm not saying they feel like they're disrespected. That that's not how they feel, but when comparing programs, you know, in the River Valley, I mean, obviously Greenwood is the, the, the measuring stick for the success at the highest level. But Northside also has a little tradition. They haven't won, you know, the recent championships that Greenwood's had. But when you start putting together, looking at, if you're looking at trophy case, you know, uh, you spend hardware, all day at uh, Northside. Exactly. And that's, I think that's what saying is that my floor said we deserve to be respected as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the 86th home opener at Mayo Thompson Stadium, yeah. um, you know, I mean, it's just Northside. When you say Northside Grizzlies, everybody in the state knows who you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. Absolutely. So great, great, great win for, for Mike Falour's bunch. And, and to uh, Greenwood had a, a you know 16-game uh, winning streak dating back to the what Leland State Championship game of 2019. Uh, uh, the semifinals semi at Searcy. Um, so big, big win for Northside. Now it doesn't get any easier for them this week. They come up to Springdale Harbor, a team that's 0-2, and looking hard to avoid going 0-3. So I'm, you know, Northside doesn't need to, you know, dwell on that win over Greenwood. This ain't going to be no easy game Friday night up here. Well, and 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 they're not going to. I mean, I, I think a lot of times we've seen teams that have beat Greenwood think that that was their. And I've even heard this mentioned this week that that was their Super Bowl. Right. That was not the Northside Grizzlies Super Bowl. No. You know, the Northside Grizzlies have been there and done that. Right. They've, right. They've played in big games before. And, right. And one of the nuggets that'll be in my, uh, you know, notes tomorrow is about the two hundred-yard running backs and a hundred-yard passer in the same game. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, obviously that doesn't that doesn't happen very often. Now, you know. They've had the Cody Burns and people that have had 100 yards as running as a quarterback and a 100-yard rusher. But, but to have two ones. running backs go 100 and then a quarterback throw for 100, uh, just read read that tomorrow and see how far back it's been. Leland, a little, little, uh, little promo there for his River Valley Report, there which runs go. every Thursday in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, along with Leland's River Valley Video Report that accompanies that River Valley Report. 
Hey, Leland, uh, you said, you just said, and it, uh, that doesn't happen too often. Uh, you know about this, our player of the week. I want to put this out there to people listening to our <laughs> podcast and give them a couple minutes to think about this. Our player of the week, I'm not going to say the kid's name. He's from Hackett. Uh, he, had, he scored three touchdowns, but he didn't catch a pass. He didn't throw a pass, and he didn't have a carry out of the backfield. So think about that for a little bit, listener, and we'll get back to you on that. Uh, can you come up with um, how he did that, how he garnered our River Valley Player of the Week? There you go. There you go. Well, Leland- And going back to that Harbor game, you know, yeah. this is going to be a great test, too, for, for both of these programs that, you know, they want to get to the top half or, or, you know, maybe even at the top of both of their conferences. Right. But also it's going to, I think, tell us, you know, okay – is the West really back on par with the Central after, you know, a three-year layoff? As of right now, no. No. We, no, we thought no, they were going to be, but, but, but no, this, they're not. T- this game is a good test of that. And I know we think of Northside as a West team, but they are in the Central Conference. And, right. and it's going to be very interesting to see how this game shakes out. Uh, because, you know, we talked about turnovers and Greenwood committing four of them. But, you know, that Conway-Bentonville game. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Bentonville's not going to commit five turnovers again. I wouldn't think so, no. I would not. They played turnover-free last Friday night. Yeah. So, you know, that game, yeah, we look at it and say, oh, boy, the Central's really good. And, and I think they are. And, and I talked to uh, or went back and forth with the Conway radio guy this week, just kind of getting his opinion on what he re- thinks of this Conway team. And, and he thinks they're really good. Uh, but uh, – like I said, Bentonville's not going to turn the ball over five times again. No, and, you know, that's something that Jody Grant's team prides himself on is, you know, taking care of the ball and not, you know, not uh, – no self-inflicted wounds, you know, so to speak. And, and uh, um, that was a, an eye-opener for them for sure and uh, something that they've learned from. There, there's no doubt about that. But, well, and, and then, you know, we talked about Greenwood committing four turnovers. They may be without their quarterback for the rest of the year. Well, and, and something I, else, too. I have not confirmed that yet. Something else, too, Leland, that you, you talk about turnovers. Harbor is sitting there 0 and 2, and they could be 1 and 1 or 2 and 0, except they've turned the ball over multiple times in eight both times. of those losses. Yeah, eight times. Yeah, both losses. Total. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's. Something. And you know, they're going to clean that up. Well, I, you, would, you would think that they would, but, you know, but. You know, <laughs> saying they're going to do it, do it. Yeah, yeah, saying they're going to do it. Do it. Uh, so, Leland, we know you got to uh, leave early. Um, we're going to talk to you real quickly, too. Um, Van Buren. Uh, now, this week in the at the uh, Hogs Illustrated Sports Club, I had Bryce Perkins, the sophomore quarterback at Van Buren, who was our player of the week this week, uh, in a 35-13 win against Rogers Heritage. 22-27, 292 yards, four touchdowns, three carries, 38 yards, one rushing touchdown. Leland? People who thought Van Buren was going to have a down season after losing Gary Phillips and Jaden Henry, uh, in the in the in the best use of the English language, they couldn't have been wronger about that. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, he is a sophomore, and he's uh, at times he still looks like a sophomore. But uh, having Malachi Henry certainly uh, takes some of that pressure off of it. Does. And their running and their running game has gotten better. Uh, their defense has gotten much better now. But they don't start a senior on the offensive line. They do not. They do not. 
They do. Uh, so, you know, there's there's still some things. I, I think the jury's still out on them a little bit. Obviously, a 3-0 and start for the first time since 2010. Yeah. Uh, you know, the confidence is going to be high. They get a week off. Uh, and, a, they, uh, and a winnable conference opener. Into, yeah. Yeah, definitely a winnable conference opener against Salem Springs. You know, a winnable, winnable game. Also a losable game, but a winnable yeah. game. Yeah, I was, I was well, because Salem Springs has the most experienced quarterback in that right. conference coming back. I Correct. mean, they had a ton of good quarterbacks graduate. So the one thing that is, boy, is always helpful in high school football is an experienced quarterback, and Salem Springs has that. Yep, they they do, they do. Well, um, and then also uh, Leland, you know, Southside, you know. Able to put up points, but their defense is just continuing to struggle. Well, you know, the, the Russellville game surprised me. Uh, the Northside game didn't surprise me. You know, uh, they had a lot of drops. They had the five fourth downs that they didn't convert, uh, which, you know, obviously is the difference in that game. Then they came back and scored four touchdowns in the fourth quarter against Greenwood. Yep. And I started thinking, you know, hey, they're, they're starting to roll now. And then they gave up three unanswered touchdowns in the fourth quarter against Russellville. They did. They did. It's uh, Now, concerning. that is the same. You know, they've got a new coach, and it's the same coach that was the defense coordinator there when they won the state championship and beat Greenwood a few years ago in right. that driving rain. Right. Under Billy Dawson, when he was Billy Dawson right. was head coach. Correct. Right. So, they're, you know, that, uh, you know he's, he knows what he's doing, too. But that one, that one did surprise me a little bit. Well, and so, Leland, anything else in the River Valley that we need to know of this week going into uh, into this final week of non-conference play? What's up? Well, what are, what are Mansfield, and of course this is in my notes tomorrow, Mansfield has scheduled a game on Friday night against Cedarville. Okay. Uh, it's going to be at Mansfield. Even though those two teams play in the same right. conference, Right. Um, Coach Cawthorn said, we don't care. They were willing to travel. We'll play them twice this they, year. They just want to play. Because they yeah. had missed the last two weeks due yeah. to COVID yeah, they issues. Need game. They just want to play. They just want they to play. Ju- and that's exactly what he said. He just, you know, we just want to play. Yeah. Cedarville was, you know, kind of in the same boat. So they were both happy. And I guess the, the way it is now, um, when teams have to cancel a game, or I guess when they get a game canceled, uh, they call the AAA and say, hey, um, you know, put us on the list if anybody is open and wants to play. Right. So then the AAA kind of takes those teams and, you know, kind of matches them. And uh, he said early in the week, uh, you know, Cedarville called and said they'd be willing to play. And even though it was a conference game, he said, we, get, we weren't going to wait for somebody else. Take we jumped sure on it. We'll play it. Yeah, We're th- playing. Yeah, take the sure thing. So Lance Taylor is a matchmaker in, in, in addition to all his other duties. Right uh, now, I, I, I think so. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Leland, we'll let you get out of here. And uh, what game are you going to Friday night? I have the Franklin County Feud. That's right. Charleston at Ozark. Yes, sir. The black and gold against the purple and gold. So, and that one's going to be an interesting, too, because, you know, uh, Charleston's 2-0 and, 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 and have put up good points, uh, you know, been very good offensively. Ozark struggled against Boonville. They did. So we'll see. Um, we'll see if Boonville can right the ship before they go into conference play. I tell you what, Leland, talking about Charleston, those kids took it personal last year when Hootens did not pick them to win the conference, and I think they're continuing to use, use that as motivation. <laughs> you, you just don't pick against the Tigers. You, you don't. And and I don't but know what Ozarks did. won that series though a lot lately. Yeah. Hadn't they? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't have Charleston. Charleston, yeah. I think, is up. Um, I have records on it. 
back into the 30s. Um, but uh, Ozark has they have um, they've more than held their own against Ozark. Right, right, yeah, Charleston, okay. yeah. Um, so that should be a good one, Leland. And we'll let you get out of here. And uh, thanks for, as always for being on with us. Uh, that was, uh, and we'll have you back next week. Always enjoy it. Yes, sir. So that was Leland Barclay down in Fort Smith, and of course every Thursday in the Northwest Arkansas edition of the Democrat or the the the, the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, yes. not just not the Northwest Arkansas edition, the yeah. Northwest Arkansas Democrat the. Gazette. Uh, Leland has his River Valley Report, a massive notebook uh, that de- you know that that uh, breaks down the River Valley and and what all's going there. Usually has a lot of good nuggets and stats and things like that. So that's every Thursday in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And also, he has a video that he tapes every week that goes with that uh, report, and he has guests and things like that on there. So, again, we're you know lucky to have Leland as part of our team, and the River Valley is the ones who are really absolutely. lucky, absolutely, uh, for yeah. that. And uh, as he Leland, you know, brings it every week. So, shifting up back up to this up to this side of the tunnel, Ricky, um, you saw a, a much different game Friday night than what you probably thought you were going to see when you first walked into Harmon Stadium. I had early in the year a Fable team that had like 780 yards of offense in the first half. I don't know if they had 200 total yards of offense. North Little Rock, Leland was talking about maybe the shifting a little bit more toward what. No, it hadn't shifted yet. And I was one predicted that Fable would win this game. I've been very impressed with right. Fable. But my goodness. Well, I'm still impressed with I'm, them. I'm but... impressed with them. But. You know, until somebody starts knocking off some of these central teams, and Favo didn't do it. Uh, my goodness, they had athletes all over. They harassed um, the Favo quarterback, um, um, Satania. They didn't allow him to go off. You know, I think he had, you know, four or five catches, but they did not. Allow, uh, just being there on the sideline, I like to go to sidelines, and you can see them one-on-one battles between the favorable receivers and the defensive backs from North Little Rock who intercepted two passes. And it wasn't nothing what I expected. It was a defensive struggle. Fayetteville had the opportunity. They drive down all the way down the field on the first possession. They fumble in the end zone uh, for a touchback, and that really came back to hurt them. But uh, North Little Rock came up here and won that game. I know Fable thought, you know, they could have won it. But no, it says right there in black and white, North, uh, North Little Rock won this game. The central teams are still dominant over the central uh, over the 7A West. 14-7 was the score of that game with North Little Rock beating Fayetteville. 14-7. Uh, Fayetteville has lost back-to-back games by a total of 13 points. Yeah. Well, so they're yeah. close. Win them. you, you yeah, got to win them. you got to win them. you got to win them. They're, they're – Two, one and two, and they could could be three and zero. Oh. Yes. So uh, Fayetteville's got to learn how to win those you know win those games. And I I said it before, and I continue to say they'll be the most improved team in seven A. Well, yeah. last year North Little Rock blew their doors off. Yes. Uh, so did Owasso. So yeah. we know they're improved. We know they're yes, in they these are. games. Now they got to figure out okay how do we how do we win win this? these games? Yeah. So that was Excellent. a great game over there. Um, I went over to Bentonville looking to see how they were going to respond after getting slapped upside the head uh, against Conway the week before, talking about team from the Central. Conway rallied, uh, had a couple of returns for touchdowns on Bentonville turnovers. Bentonville turned it over six times in that loss. So I wanted to see how the Tigers were going to respond, and as no surprise, Jody Grant's team was ready. Was ready. After <laughs> probably ready. a tough week of practice. They were ready. And, 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 and Kansas City Rockhurst paid the price for that. 
Um, Bentonville went up 35-0. Uh, Rockhurst did score a late touchdown. It was, you know, Mercy Rule was already in effect when they scored it. But uh, Bentonville had four, four, three for sure big-time explosive plays, two by Josh Ficklin. He had a 61-yard and a 51-yard touchdown run. Then they had a 91-yard pass touchdown um, from Drew Wright to Chas Nimrod. And then they added another 35-yard touchdown run, and then just a conventional long drive and a, and a short run. Uh, and this anyway, ain't no just rinky-dink team. Rockhurst no, no, Rock is, uh, is good. a regional yeah. power. Yeah, they're, they're a good team. So Bentonville, uh, whatever whatever the turnover issues were the week before against Conway, uh, they they uh, they were able to uh, to put that in the rearview mirror. They get them some stickums. They like may the have. Yeah, had bu- bubble, yeah, they look like Fred Blitnikoff or Lester Hayes out there yeah, still covered in, in, in stickum. Yeah, Lester, he always got the game ball because you couldn't get away from exactly, him. Exactly, exactly. Stuck pry, to him. Couldn't pry it, pry it off of his sticky hand. Nobody wanted to touch it anyway. Oh, that's yeah. sure. I remember Lester Hayes and people, you know, they would, they would high-five or whatever the opponents after the game. Nobody wanted to touch that guy. You'd be stuck to him forever. <laughs> like He was Gorilla Glue before Gorilla Glue yes, had Gorilla yes. Glue. Yeah, so uh, that was a good good win. Bentonville West, a uh, big win over Little Rock Central. There's a West win over a, a Central team, 40-20. to 20. Mm. Uh, So good for West there. They are uh, working on sophomore quarterback Jake Casey. Of course, they're developing him. He had a couple of touchdown passes in that game for the Wolverines, so a good win for them there. And, uh, Ricky, what else? What other big games do we have? um, Let me go ahead and finish my teaser I did at the outset of our podcast about a kid who scored uh, three touchdowns. He didn't throw a pass. He didn't run out of the backfield. He didn't catch a pass. Okay, our player of the week for the River Valley was Cole Ketchum. If you can, can, catch him if you can. I think Leland, I stole his headline. He he gave me that idea. And – he intercepted a pass and returned it for a touchdown, 75 yards. Okay. In the second quarter, Panama kicked off to him. He returned that 77 yards for a touchdown. Okay. So you're figuring the next time, you know, we're going to pooch kick sky kick. Yeah. No, they kicked it right back to him, and he returned it 75 yards for a touchdown. So he returned two kickoffs and an interception return, three touchdowns, and never played in the backfield. Panama said, we're eventually going to tackle you. We'll keep kicking it to you. Eventually, we're going to tackle you. He they said, didn't. you know what? No, you're not. No, you're, you're not. not. So, and he's only a sophomore. So I was tickled talking to him, and uh, he was just uh, smiling like a Cheshire cat, and he's so excited. And, uh, you know, we recognized the little schools, too. Yes, sir. Even his coach, Mike, who played college football, he said, I don't think I've ever seen something like this, a kid scoring three touchdowns in that fashion. Wow. That is, that's, a gra- that's a great week. That is a yes, great outstanding. week. outstanding. Now, another game that we didn't think – we didn't we – didn't Anticipated was going to be a great game, but Harrison hosted Salem Springs last week. That ended up being a 35-31 win. Harrison had to rally back to win yes. that game, but the Goblins did rally back to win it, 35-31. Uh, and how about the Farmington Cardinals, 3-0 after hanging on. Fingernails dug into the, into <laughs> the turf and hanging on to beat Springdale High, Class 7A school, 20-19. Springdale missed a, a field goal late, wide left. Um, that would would have given them the lead. Now, Springdale scored the first 19 points of this game. They were up 19-0. And Farmington, in typical J.R. Eldridge fashion, they don't quit. They never stop. They are that VVR, vicious and violent and relentless, mainly relentless, fought back and ended up uh, Springdale fumbled a punt deep in its own territory. Farmington recovers. 
goes up 20 to 19. They held on from there. But isn't this typical of some of the teams are struggling to get there, and they're, it's like in the fourth quarter, it's, oh, man, we may win this game. But they don't finish it. Contrast that to Harrison, who knows yes. how to finish games. Yes. So Springdale, some of these others right here, uh, uh, they just got to learn how to finish. They're getting closer take right that, there. Got to take that and, next step. And you got to take that next step yeah. right there. Yep. So that's some good games. Now this week, uh, the schedule of games is a little bit lighter. Um, this is Slim the, Pickens. Slim Pickens. This is the fourth, the technically, technically week three, but it's really the fourth week of the prep football season, uh, counting the zero week. And so most of the teams play the first three weeks and then take off this week as a bye, as their bye week. Um, there are still some good games on tap. We mentioned Northside, and uh, they're going to be playing at Harbor. But, Ricky, the big game of the week. Now, this is – you're talking about redemption. This is the big game of the week up here. Our our West Pimp – our West Termite Pest and Lawn game of the week is Sand Springs Page, Oklahoma, at Shiloh Christian Friday night at Champion State. Okay, quickly now, um, Shiloh won the state championship last year, had one loss. Who was it to? Sand Springs Page. And they're called the I don't even Sandites. know. Sandites. Sandites. There you go. Sand dollars. I don't know. What are they? Sandites. What, is that like a crab or something? I think it is. Okay. It's uh, not a, like a diamond, like a fake diamond, a sandite? I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, being a married, married man, you would know about fake diamonds, wouldn't you? Well, you've, you, know what, you know what Cuban zirconians are, right? They're, they're like diamonds, but you buy them in Cuba. Right. Oh, 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 that's <laughs> – hey, but no, this, I think it was week three, and they lost by one point. Shiloh lost 27-26, and that kind of um, ate at them a little bit. Then they go on, they march, march, march. They win the uh, state championship. Uh, they get their trophy, and but the only thing, they got that one little blemish. A little bird, a little, little bird. blemish, little like I got that. right here beside yeah. my nose yeah, right there. Otherwise, little, I'd look real good. Otherwise, he'd look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> Nah, I wouldn't go that far. No, I, I, I wouldn't either. The pits, maybe. I wouldn't go that far. Olive pits. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but they had that one little blemish kept them from being perfect on the season, and you know they're going to wait, and they want this game. I, you know Even it. though it's just a non-conference game. Right, yeah. It's going to be rocking at championships uh, there, stadium. Will. There, there's no just. Yeah. There's no just. This yeah. is, yes. is going to be a football game. Yeah. It's going to be a good football Absolutely. team between yeah. two good teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's going to be our, our, our game of the week. The West Termite Lawn and Pest game of the week will be Sand Springs Page at Shallow Christian this week. Should be a great game. This will be Shiloh's final tune-up before they go into conference play, so it should be a good one. Uh, something else we want, we want to mention, something makes my heart happy. Ricky, I know it's going to make your heart happy. It may, I think Paul will be Chocolate happy. Chocolate cake and ice cream? Oh, that would make me happy, too. Yeah, me, too. That would make me real happy. Or maybe one of those cookie cakes. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Uh, Springdale did the, the right thing, the correct thing, the smart thing, what they should have done to begin with, and they made Brett Hobbs the official no interim football coach at Springdale go. High last night at their school board meeting. There you go. I saw that. I saw that in the newspaper. No, and I no said, interim, right? No interim. I said, what's this? Is this from like a story from August uh, 22nd or something? Yeah, so three months uh, months later, they made it official. Now, he's the man to lead the, this program exactly. back for all the reasons we've discussed before. Exactly, exactly. So they did the right thing and, and something that should have – it should have been this way from the get-go, but whatever, they made it right. He's the official – Head coach of the Red Dogs, no interim title attached nope. to that at all. And, and you know why? You know what? We like that, don't you, Ricky? You know what Brett Hobbs is? He's one is? of our guys. He's one of our guys. He's yep. one of our guys. And so, and I was thinking about this today when Crosby Tuck was up there talking about Bryce Perkins. Crosby Tuck, 
One of our guys. One of our guys. And yep. we love to see our guys and our gals do well and uh, lead programs, and that's what they're doing. And not just leading them, but leading them to success. And doing it the right way. Absolutely. So, Paul, we're going to kick it over to you. You've had a couple of good volleyball Ooh, matches here volleyball. going on. We yeah. want to mention Fayetteville girls, Harbor girls, they headed on a collision course, Paul. Uh, it's it, it's a couple weeks down the yes, road, sir. but yeah, I'm I'm looking for you talk about looking forward to one. I'm looking forward to the first yeah. of two. First of that, two that that we know of. Yes, yeah, and but maybe yeah. four. Yeah, yes. or, or three. Three, I guess three, yeah. three. I forget yes. they don't have a conference tournament. That's so right. Three. That's right. But yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely could be meeting multiple times. Uh, both teams uh, atop the six uh, A West. Both un. Uh, Harbor is undefeated at 12 and 0. Fayetteville 12 and 1. They lost. They lost on the road at Nixa, Missouri. Nixa, right. At Nixa, Missouri, defending state champion right. in Missouri, and the largest uh, classification there. Right. Uh, so two outstanding teams, and I know I've told you this, Chip. I, I just think those two teams are just. Just a little, a, little above, ju- just a little, little above, above ever. Not not just at conference, just everybody. everybody. I, I think it's those two teams, and then everyone else. If, if they don't play for a state championship, Paul, it'd be because of of a little hiccup. Oh, something. Yeah. Well, a COVID issue or, or an injury, injury or, or like that's that. right. Yeah. Those things unforeseen. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. two two outstanding programs that you talk about our people. You know, Cassie Lloyd, one of our one, one of, of our, our guys, one of our gals, one of our guys. Yes, Jessica Phelan, both. Of, yeah. One of ours. Yep. Both yep. fantastic people, yep. fantastic coaches, yep. and they're, they're both doing a great job. Exactly. And then, Paul, also want to mention, too, Ricky, another one of our gals and one of our young ladies, not so young anymore, but she still could probably whoop us up and down the court, Jane Sargent over oh, at Arkansas doubt. Fort Smith. She started that program, Ricky, when it was West Art College. Mm-hmm. She started that volleyball program there after spending time coaching in the Fort Smith Public School System. Went to West Ark, started that program, won her 700th game. 700, uh, went 700 and 701, I believe, this past weekend. And I had a, I had a chance Tuesday to visit with her at length, and I'll have a story on her next week. I uh, love me some Janie and, Sargent. And uh, what, a, what a great story. Yeah. You know, to build a program at Chaffin Junior High. Yes. To, to the point that a college takes notice and goes, yeah. hey, I think well, we want Paul, her. She she didn't go to Southside because why? Steve Hosser. There, oh you know, wait, there's another oh, legend. We're gonna we're gonna let a <laughs> we're gonna let a multiple state champion coach go to no. You know she was feeding she. Paul, she's the reason Southside was good. Hey, <laughs> Steve, listen, Steve, Steve Hosser and I have had this discussion, yeah. and she when I when I visited with him when he topped a thousand wins late in his career. You give Janie credit for a lot absolutely. of absolutely. Yeah. He yeah. said, hey. Jane Sargent yes. is is a reason. It, it may not be the reason, but she is a reason yes. that we had all this And, success. you know, Jane Sargent, Paul's had an opportunity to go other places. She's had an opportunity to go to Florida and other places, Ricky, where, you know, volleyball's way a bigger sport. And she said, nope, I'm from here. I'm staying here. I'm building my program here. And she's, and she's done it. Isn't that what a successful coach is like uh, Nick Saban? He brings in successful people as assistants, and then they, you know, go make their own mark. Exactly. So that, that's what they do. That's what Steve Hauser, you know, he, he doesn't have an ego. He said, man, if you can come help these kids, I want you. Exactly. And that's what she's done. Now she's uh, 
you know, she's uh, made her own mark in this yeah. sport. Yeah. I, I visited with Peyton Northington, Peyton Hamilton, okay. who played, yep. played for her. her yep. She's, she, you know, Peyton says she's the reason I decided to become a coach. There you go. Her degree, her degree in college is, is in biology. She was going to go do something else. Late as a senior, she's like, you know what? I'm going to miss this too much. That's what we I talked wanna be about. A, I want to be a coach. That's what we talked about, Paul, the other day at the uh, at the luncheon that we had. Um, we were talking about J.R. Eldridge and and Farmington and some of these other you know these other coaches or whatever. And I said, you know, you kid. They, they brought their some of their players with them. And I said, you know, when you players, Caden Elsick was with him that day. When you look at J.R. Eldridge, this could be you. This is a guy that was where you are not that long ago. He's proven that you can go from where you are to where he is if you listen to what he says and do what he tells you to do and, and be coachable. This could be you in 20 years. It, it's, it's, you're seeing tangible evidence of what you could do. Mm-hmm. And that's why we want to promote our people, our ladies, our guys, you know, doing their thing and not just doing it, but doing, you know, doing it. A perfect example of that when uh, uh, I'm telling how old I am, but I covered uh, Brett Hobbs. Uh, when he was in high school at Springdale, I said, man, I like that kid's hustle. I like the way he takes coaching. I love his aggressiveness. What does he do? He goes to Arkansas Tech, and he becomes a standout football player there. Yep. Uh, he he uh, just doesn't concentrate on football, concentrate on his grades. He pays his dues. He's an he's a assistant here, assistant there. When uh, Springdale really needed something, uh, he applied for the job. They rightly got him, uh, gave him the job the interim, and now he is the head coach of the Bulldogs. And I know for sure that they're going to make a comeback next few years. And Ricky's continuing on that theme of our guys. I, I listen. I Saturday night, I thought Grant Morgan had switched teams and was playing running back for Texas. That's how much he was in the backfield <laughs> against Texas the other night. And we've talked about Drew Morgan. You can you cannot talk enough about Drew, about Grant Morgan. You can't talk enough about him. There's not enough adjectives to describe what this this kid has done. This young man has done. Yep. Grown man now. Yep. What he's done. And how about Tyson Morris? Fayetteville guy had a big catch in that game. Sure Just did. more of our guys doing well. So you and know. Drew Morgan's a, a coach now over at uh, Elkins. Yes, he is. Yes, and he probably is. Grant. Hopefully, he'll get opportunity to play NFL special teams, whatever. Grant Morgan will do whatever he wants, he wants to, to do, and he'll do well at it. Do it well. Sure, he'll will. do well at it. So that's it uh, for this week's edition of Prep Rally the podcast. Something else we want to mention too before we sign off. Paul, we got volleyball. We're about in the middle of conference play over there, going through that. Couple, couple weeks. Couple, about, about a week and a half, we'll be at the midpoint. There you go. We got boys and girls state golf coming up. That's going to be girls is coming up. I think maybe in the next week in, or two. In the end of this month, coming very, up, very end. Yes. Boys, the same thing. Uh, October the fourth. The, the next fourth. Yep, yep, that's coming up. We got state cross country coming up here the end of October, um, and tennis also comes, t- state tennis yes. coming up. So we'll have some stories and stuff on that in the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette coming up as we preview those uh, uh, postseason uh, runs. Take, take care of every sport, you know, a little bit of everything. If, it, if they keep score, we'll, we'll try we'll to have it. something on it. So that's it for this week's edition of Prep Ride of the Podcast. I'm Chip Souza for Paul Boyd, Henry Apple, and Leland Barclay down the River Valley. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next week on Prep Rally the Podcast. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.